is the Illuminati Social Club, the podcast you don't want they to know about. And welcome to the Illuminati Social Club. I'm your host, Jason from Parma, and I used to be a conspiracy theorist. Joining me for this episode is my emotional support girlfriend, Heavy D, <laughs> also Hello. known as Stephanie. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, and I am here for you in whatever capacity you need. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to lead off by saying that I, I wasn't... I wasn't a conspiracy theorist like you see today. Like, you know, I, I was not a flat earther. I was not uh, a moon landing denialist. I wasn't, um, I wasn't totally crazy pants. <laughs> so, but I well, did no believe. Well, no one thinks they're crazy pants, Jason. Pardon me? What, what's that? No one thinks they're crazy pants. Well. No one thinks they're crazy pants. Even even today, you know, even by my standards today, I was harmless um, because, and I think we've discussed this on other uh, episodes, even in, even in the In Search of series, that I, I we've we've discussed this before that um, yeah, there's harmless conspiracy theories, but there's also harmful conspiracy theories. Like I, I was never an anti-vaxxer. I was never anti any, you know, like I, I was not anti-medical science at all. You're not a, um, what's the new Corona? What are they calling it? The, um, pandemic. You're not a pandemic. No. Person. Oh God. No, okay. no. And you know what? Even, even back at the at the height of my conspiracy theory belief, I would not have believed that episode. I, I would not believe that video at all. Um, I mean, that woman is a, a you know, cracker jack. <laughs> Her head is full of cracker jacks. Uh, I think the two uh, the two uh, supposed emergency doctors in uh, out in uh, Bakersfield, California, are full of shit. Uh, yes, this episode is not going to be uh, all family friendly. <laughs> um, I think um, you know a, a lot of that stuff is very harmful. Um, when you start, when you start trying to rule over people's health. And especially like uh, the first episode you were ever on uh, talking about, you know, really bad health advice that we've gotten. You being a kidney transplant recipient, you know, people were giving you advice that literally would have killed you. Someone today still gave me some advice yes. that uh, was not accurate. <laughs> right. So I, I think my probably one of my biggest sins of being a conspir conspiracy theorist was I, you know, actually, no, th this one wasn't the biggest. Uh, I, I was a UFO believer. Uh, I believe that the government covered up the Roswell crash and, uh, and now I believe that the government did cover something up in Roswell, but it was not, it was okay. And it was, 
a UFO in its purest sense. It was an object that was at one point flying that was unidentified. Do you think it was a military experiment that I, they were just trying to keep under their hats? I, I think a lot of the UFOs that are spotted are probably uh, experimental aircraft, um, possibly foreign aircraft that you know the U.S. military has gotten their hands on, and you know there is some you know there there is plausible deniability there. You you know you the government needs their secrets as far as that goes. You know, as far as military technology goes. Yeah, you really don't want to go, you know, blurting that out everywhere, President Trump. Uh, <laughs> I like to think people just feed him fake information so he leaks bad information because they know he's a child who can't keep a secret. Mm. That's my conspiracy theory that I believe. <laughs> so, so when you were at the height of your Roswell, Roswell is <laughs> interplanetary alien. The government knows approximately what year would you say this was uh this was probably uh it was pre-internet for me uh i didn't i i didn't have access like home access to the internet until 98 so probably probably 95 and, and earlier um a lot of my knowledge was picked up from like uh fox tv not not fox news channel because that you know i didn't have cable at that point but like Fox would run all these like UFO conspiracy shows and stuff like that. So I would end up, I would eat that stuff up because I thought that was just so, you know, so cool. And then I would think, Ooh, that must be, you know, there must be some truth here. And so when you watched the X-Files instead of seeing it as like a parody show, sort of making fun of the phenomena. Did you, uh, did you like the X-Files because you believed in alien conspiracy cover-ups or was it the other way around? Do you think the X-Files influenced you? I think by that time, um, I, I think it started as, um, well, I, I just liked, you know, I liked the idea of aliens and stuff like that. And um, I, I really, you know, I, I really liked the show. And then it was like during the run of the show that I started you know, started started looking at the internet and you know became a you know more skeptical about my position on it and uh i had an astronomy teacher when i was uh at tri c uh that's cuyahoga community college uh local college here um that he were you know some somebody had mentioned aliens and he he goes First of all, you have to remember, just this arm of the galaxy is immense. He goes, the solar system is gigantic. He goes, if you were in a spacecraft flying through the solar system, you could fly through the entire solar system and never see a planet. You know, never see a planet close up. You know, you'd see dots. So how are aliens going to find us specifically or even accidentally? <laughs> so I might be misremembering and, this. And, and, and then if, if, they, if they did land here, why would they land in the most remote and rural part of the entire planet only for 
the least common denominator of the planet to find them. So, but I seem to recall watching something on, it might have been Reading Rainbow, <laughs> um, where some places in Earth are transmitting signals <laughs> out into space for, I don't know what purpose. Like, say you're transmitting something in an Earth language, mm-hmm. who's to say aliens could read that even if they're submitting it in binary mm-hmm. well that's still an earth language um but it would still be like a signal do you think that if there was developed intelligent life that the signal would stretch far enough that it could attract well let's see there are two um there there's there's two different um ideas going on here number one is we are emitting and this is the earlier one we are emitting television and radio signals out into space because uh you know we have radio and television unfortunately um the television signals are only about oh 60 years old so they've only gone at most 60 light years. Um, also, they're nowhere near strong enough because they're not directed out into space. They just kind of leak out into space. No, I thought we had one specifically that was being directed we, as a beacon. We do. And that is, I believe that is SETI, uh, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. They are emitting a signal at the same time that they are looking for signals elsewhere. And of course we can go into the wow signal, but that that's pretty much been, uh, that has now officially been debunked as an alien signal because they found it again. And it turns uh. out it was, I believe it was a pulsar that they, that they found because it was a regular, a regularly repeating signal, which would be, in some case, you know, in in some minds would be considered something intelligent, but then it's also natural because it was a pulsar. Uh, I might be misremembering. I, I can't remember if it was a pulsar or a quasar. Um, it was one of the two, but it was definitely something big out in space that was transmitting. You know, that was not transmitting, but emitting uh, radiation. Well, because, I mean, everything in space is emitting radiation, so well, yeah. That's... That emitting radiation in such a way that it was directed generally in our direction. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, it seems impossible that there wouldn't be life out there. Just when you look at how vast space is, the idea that this is the one planet in all of space that would oh. have life is stupid. And I still um, don't, I... I, I... <laughs> That is something. A lot of things. That is something I like. I, I firmly, and and I will say, I firmly know that there is life elsewhere in the in the galaxy. Oh, sure, there is. I mean, there has to be. <laughs> now, yeah, it doesn't make sense that it would. And and I'm just saying, life. So you know, anyone who's nitpicky out there, I did not say necessarily intelligent life. I'm just saying. Life, so that means bacterial life, single cell organisms. Well, haven't we already found proof of bacterial life? Um, 
or hmm. cursors to bacterial life, I should say. Uh, yes, I believe so. I, I think it was actually on Mars. Mars, yeah. But that, you know, we we still have to find. We found at least the precursors. Yeah, space is so vast, though, that even mm-hmm. if there was another developed civilization with space travel capabilities, mm-hmm. the idea that that we would find each other, mm-hmm. I, you mm-hmm. know, humans are still so young. Right. It, that does seem long odds. But I, I do think that there's life out there, and possibly, um, like that Star Trek episode, Mm-hmm. Maybe not carbon-based life. Maybe another type of life that Ooh. we can't comprehend because our planet doesn't contain uh, the mm. the right building blocks. Yeah, that one's hard to determine. hard to prove or disprove. Mm. You don't know, right? Um, now one of the one of the kookier ideas I believed in. This is this is still related to the topic at hand. I, I did believe at one point, and it, this this comes from, and this is when I still thought Art Bell was like you know was like a firm believer in all this stuff. It turns out he really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I believe that you know possibly sometime thousands of years ago, you know, we were part of a of a planetary network, but, you know, because we're humans and imperfect, we were moved into, you know, this backwater of the, of, of the galaxy. And, you know, until we could basically get our shit together and, you know, live among the rest of the alien races. And that was a, that, that, that was an idea that I, I know now is not even wrong. (laughs) It's, you know, it can't even be tested. So, um, the, it, it was a little, um, a bit ridiculous, but I, I believe, you know, I, I did believe that at one time. Yeah. Aliens, aliens are a big part of my conspiracy theory stuff. Um, was there anything really embarrassing you believed in? <sighs> oh, <laughs> should, should I get into the wooey side of things? Hell yeah. <laughs> it's true confession time. All right. So I did believe in, uh, I, I did believe at one time that the Ouija board was, was a thing and it was real. Um, did you try it yourself and have oh yeah. an experience you'd like to share? No, not really. Um, I also believed in the tarot and, the you know the the runes i actually have two sets of runes i have a question for you yes when you were into the tarot card reading did you pronounce it tarot no no it's always tarot i have no desire to call it tarot that might actually be correct i don't know which is correct but no it was always just tarot uh initially like when i was really young and first started hearing about it i was saying tarot that's that's very Ohio of you. Yeah, uh, but no, it's 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 tarot. But well, it's not like you have the internet to tell you how to pronounce things. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is, the one thing I still like about the tarot, uh, a lot of the tarot cards, is the artwork. Oh, they're beautiful. I love the I I love the artwork of the tarot cards. Uh, I currently have um, quite a few sets of just regular playing cards. I don't have any tarot cards. Well, they're more expensive. They're bigger mm-hmm. too. They're oh, harder yeah. to. Oh yeah, 
Uh, the only other thing I want is Zener cards. Um, you know what those are, right? No. Uh, circle, square, triangle, uh, squiggly lines. <laughs> I want a set of those. <laughs> Related. There's a game called Set that uses those. I, and you I have, have to pick Set. Up yeah, it's it's a fun game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I believe you know I, I I believed in you know that you know you could you could divine the you know you could divine the mysteries of the universe through the tarot cards and the runes and stuff. I do have a set of runes. Uh, I I think I only have one set now. And did did you learn anything about yourself or make any decisions based on this? Um. I think it was just more, I, you know, well, the, the problem is the, the tarot and, and the runes and all that are very much like an ordinary horoscope. Um, they tell you things that are very broad based. Um, you, you end up getting this, like when it comes to like the, you know, um, when you when you draw a card in the in the position of love, you know it gives you this um, pretty much this bullshit answer of you know it, it's that, that could go either way or any way that would fit anyone's personality so at I'm any make given an moment. I'm making an argument. Bear with me that that can be valuable not as a like metaphysical thing. Mm-hmm. If you were reading a horoscope or trying to divine the future and you find yourself leaning towards certain futures, doesn't that tell you something about your desires and your goals for your future life? Say you're having a hard time making a decision, mm-hmm. you know, that tell you a little something about what you might want and what you might work on. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I could see that. I think, you know, I think it did, you know, while not... You know, well, not predicting my future or anything like that. I think it set me in a direction that you know it it, it caused me to think about yeah, like about, channeling or something. Yes. So, I mean, to to me, to me, a lot of the a lot of the conspiracies and woo that I believed in were more more internal. Nothing, you know, nothing hor, you know. I wasn't out telling people, you know, that they they should get their a tarot card reading or they're going to die, you know. No. Um of course if anyone ever did that, uh they should be committed. <laughs> Wouldn't you get a reading and they would tell you you're going to die? Isn't that more how that would work? Yeah, probably. Um <laughs> I have been to the uh oh, what was that called? The Whole Life Expo or whatever that is, the Have you have you not heard of this? I've not basi- heard of it. Tell me everything. It's basically a new age convention. It sounds fun. I bet there was a lot of cool clothing and jewelry. Oh, there. Uh, let's see. A lot of the clothing and Oliver, this one's for you. Much of the clothing can be described as flowing. Um, and, and the jewelry, uh, probably very spangly. A lot of white dreadlocks. Oh yeah, so oh many yeah. White a lot of uh, you know white white dreadlocks and uh, uh, thing, things unshaven that were bet you know probably probably you know don't don't wear a tank top. Um. You know I'm gonna say 
That's natural. Um. <laughs> yeah, there. Uh, it, it was. It was definitely a hippy dippy fest. I went with. Funny. I went with a friend of mine. It, it was you know, I didn't get duped into the aura photography. So. What is aura photography? You don't know about aura photography. No. Listen to this. Listen to this Thursday's episode of the of uh, the In Search of series on the Illuminati Social Club, and you'll learn uh, probably nothing about it. Oh, this guy on the street offered me money for areola photography. Is that the same thing? No, not at all. <laughs> did, so I should not have taken his money. <laughs> <laughs> did Did you have to lift your shirt? Listen, <laughs> what I do to make money in my own time. <laughs> Oh, so what else? Uh, you know, yeah, I, I believed in a lot of the wooey stuff. Dude, did you believe in anything wooey that you look back on and think, oh, if I'd stuck stuck with that, that would have been harmful to me or someone else? Mm, well, I look back and think that if I would have stuck with this, if, if I would have kept believing in this, I would be... Um, probably by this time an anti-vaxxer um i I would definitely be uh you know one of those organic food type people you know that you know everything you have to eat it you know clean eating and and all that crap um yeah i definitely i'd probably be a member of mufon by now uh the mutual you the mutual UFO network. Um, Your yeah. beard would be longer, that's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I I would have, yeah, I would have definitely gone down a rabbit hole, and that's part of the reason why I'm lucky. I you know, and, and the thing is, you you can't drive people out of it. You can't. You can't yell at people to get them out of the conspiracy theory mindset. They have to find their own way out. What was your way out? The internet. Um, well, while the inner, you know, I, I will. One of my favorite phrases is the best part about the internet is it gives everyone a voice. And the worst part about the internet is that it gives everyone a voice. Uh, luckily the voices I found were voices of reason and science and logic, basically saying, um, you know, like, especially the, like, like the astrology readings and stuff like that, you know, the fact that this stuff, it, it's not really, you know, they're, they're not telling you anything, you know, these are broad based, but Again, and, and even one, uh, one I, you know, I had watched a YouTube video on this, and, it, and they said, you know, the, the tarot and, and uh, f- astrology and stuff like that aren't harmful if you're using it to basically step back and look at your choices and saying, okay, you know, if you're using it as a guidepost, fine, but if you're, you shouldn't live your life by it. If 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 your horoscope says, you know, that there will there will be a setback and you you crawl under your bed and, you know, don't go anywhere because you're afraid that, you know, 
that setback is bad, then you're letting it rule your life. But if you just simply say, oh, maybe I should think about, you know, this thing that I'm going to do today. And fine, you know, more power to you. Do that. But yeah, don't use it to control your life. I'm going to ask another timing question of you. Sure. So you lived at the time with people who were very into their their woo, mm-hmm. sort of their own conspiracy mindset. And you lived with those people for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, was moving out on your own something that really cut those ties with the conspiracy theory mindset? Changing your environment? I... I would not rule that out. <laughs> uh, I think it was really. Um, it gave me a chance to look at you know look at what I believed in, and it was like it, it, the the thing is, it, conspiracy theories are like Lay's potato chips. You can't just have one. You know, you, you can't eat just one. You have when you, you to lick them all. Oh, yeah. You got to lick all the chips. Um, so, I mean, and like, you know, the, the government's hiding the aliens from us. Well, what else are they hiding from us? Oh, God, the government is so disorganized. <laughs> the idea that they could successfully hide something of that magnitude is hilarious. Oh, I know. Uh, you and I- you and I were talking about this uh, over the bonfire today uh, from six feet or more apart. Mm-hmm. And we had discussed that one of the ways to, you know, conspiracy theories are fun and we never know and things can be probable and you can laugh about them. Uh, the way to cut immediately to the heart of something is to ask yourself why. Like if you think the government is putting nanorobot chips in vaccines to track you and everyone else why would they do that isn't there a better way what are they going to do with that information that they couldn't already get with the things they already have um i think that's a good way to weed through some of the oh yeah like what's plausible and what's just funny oh yeah i mean the, the the problem with this this whole idea of the government tracking everyone is how do you track 350 million people or more? I mean, they already could. Oh, I know. Feasibly. Most of us are carrying cell phones at this point. Mm-hmm. And they could probably access that information if they wanted to or needed to. Oh, My yeah. brother maintains that they already have. He, um, he won't get on a family phone plan with me because he believes my service provider... Well, this I think was actually true. The, this they is were, yeah, this is true. Uh, the Edward Snowden thing that was yeah, revealed. yeah. They were doing the wiretapping without a subpoena, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, it's funny coming from him. He's younger than I am. He's wait, how old am I? He's going to be thirty six. He's thirty five now. Okay. So I think to myself, like you grew up in a time of cynicism. I've never believed that I had any such thing as privacy. I've mm-hmm. always thought that those things were possible and at times happening. How is this 35-year-old shocked at the idea that um, someone might be able to 
access his electronic data. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's ethical or good, but the idea that he was so oh, I know. shocked that it was happening was ridiculous to me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I've always, you know, I, I've tried, well, so early, early on in my internet experience, um, remember we were all told, you know, never, never use your real name. Uh, you know, don't tell people your real name and, and all this, like, you know, don't, yeah, don't, don't do any, you know, yeah, don't tell anyone anything. You know, remain anonymous on the internet. So I did that for a long time. You know, I I did not use my real name on anything. It was always Alien CG. Um, and then one day I decided to do a vanity check, go into Google and type in my real name. And there on the first line, the first result is my name, my address, how much I paid for my house. All public record. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was this company that was scraping county records and creating, like, a news site out of real estate buying. They they don't exist anymore, by the way. Um, no, but that's still a thing, and it's mm-hmm. it's legal. And, like I said, that's all public information. So... What happened was, and this really isn't, you know, part of a conspiracy theory or anything of mine, but I, I finally, it was, it was at that point I decided, you know what, I got to use my real name because I want to control at least as far, you know, as, as, as much as I can, what people know about me. So, so I will use my real name on, on sites and, you know, when I make posts and, you know, on Facebook so that when you look me up, you're going to find the information that I would prefer you find about me rather than the stuff I am out of the, you know, immediate control. At least that'll be pushed back to like, you know, page three or four and nobody, nobody ever goes to page three or four of a search result. So from a search engine optimization background check thing yes that is excellent advice it's good advice but counterpoint to that i want you to recognize that you can do that because you have never been Mm. harassed right or stalked or a victim of violence you've never had to escape an abusive relationship to be able to use your real name on the internet for more than just business things like you know, papers you published, etc. Mm-hmm. That is um, a uniquely privileged thing that you were fortunate to be able to do. Right. That's a completely different topic. Right. Um, but the other, you know, the other side of my coin is I'm the only one of me. Yeah, that's that's true. You do have an unusual name. My my first and last name spelled correctly. That's that's the key here spelled correctly and i'm not going to tell you how uh i'm the only one (laughs) so if you find my name you know you find you know you do a google search of me and you find out who i am so now you you have you know you have there there are several people of your name out there (laughs) I love that the number one result for my name is a best-selling author. <laughs> and she writes, um, 
sometimes some supernatural mm-hmm. romance novels and sometimes oddly military romance. Wow, that's weird. One of the one of the lawyers I work with and I do I work in collections and so I'm skilled in investigating and skip tracing and I was trying to teach one of the lawyers some skip tracing and he thought he was going to be cute and skip trace me. And so in addition to the public records things such as your utilities um in mm-hmm. America if you sign up for utilities that shows up and if certain people have access to databases that can access that in addition to those things, uh, what he found were pages and pages of excerpts of explicit sex scenes from these romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> and also several uh, respected lawyers mm-hmm. also share my name. So um, at first I was annoyed that he was practicing mm-hmm. on me, but it was cool because he was able to come to me with the results and say, okay, clearly this is accurate and this isn't accurate and he could see you know those aggregate sites don't get too freaked out about them because they will pull bad information mm-hmm. you know it's not a human eye discerning that you can't be in kentucky and istanbul at the same time you so, can't <laughs> unless there is I mean, an istanbul in kentucky <laughs> yeah, istanbul kentucky oh let's see there's already a kebab stay for the dentistry <laughs> There, there is a Frankfurt and a uh, 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 Glasgow. Yes, it's very multicultural. Oh I yes, <laughs> down at the swap meet. I'm sorry, Kentucky is lovely. I'm being a snob. <laughs> it, it is a lovely, you know. There, there, there's a lot of lovely in in Kentucky, and there's a lot of not lovely. So, okay, as so, is anywhere. So back to you know back to back to some more conspiracy theory stuff, and 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 some of my. My own uh, confessions here. Um, do you have any questions on anything? You know, do because help me jog my memory here because there's a lot of stuff that I that I did believe in. How much dating did you do in your conspiracy theory days? I did like absolutely no dating for some reason. I can't imagine why. I can think of a few reasons why. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Besides the fact that I was working full time at, at that time, traveling bank. for a living. Yeah. Um, no, not at that time. But then I was also going to. I went to school for uh, two straight years, five nights a week for two straight years. Well, and you were living with your parents to save money, mm-hmm. which, while practical, mm-hmm. does not exactly say kinky sex time right. to the women. <laughs> That's true. Um, so yeah, I I I spent about fifteen years not dating. So saved a lot you of money. You didn't miss much. No, I no, made I a didn't. lot of. In the years you weren't dating, I was making a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> so, any other any other uh, questions to help me jog my memory here on on what else I believed in? Uh, I did believe in the Kennedy uh, the Kennedy assassination conspiracy. Which one? Uh, that. I, I believe that it was a you know a global or you know at least a a government uh, cover up. Second shooter or just that? I believe they hired... in, I believe in the uh, third shooter. Third shooter. Okay. Yeah. Apparently there were three. I, I'm pretty sure. Oh no! I'm sorry. No. Uh, well, I believe that you know Oswald was in the in the book depository, and then there were the two shooters, uh, one on the grassy knoll. So. Okay. But. 
Yeah, I and and that I don't know. Um, Did you have friends who that you talked about these theories with? Was this an isolation thing, or was this a thing that was th- um, perpetuated it, by your social group? Uh, it was it was more an isolation thing. So I I really I and honestly at that point um, this is like back in the mid nineties I didn't have a lot of friends so I really School, I that sort of thing what's yeah. that. School and work at the oh, same time, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't have a ton of friends. So, you know, this was more my mind. That was your hobby. It was working on, you know, it was working over time on its own. And I I didn't, yeah, so, and maybe what that was, it? maybe that was a big part of it. Yes. So you said getting the internet helped you break out of that and mm-hmm. see more facts you were able to do more fact checking yes what was the conspiracy theory that you went into the internet looking to substantiate but that you ended up realizing that maybe you were uh being a little gullible um believe it or not and this is one that well let's see first of all i will say uh phil plate's bad astronomy blog at the time because uh, he had uh, completely debunked the moon landing hoax uh, uh, program from Fox. And uh, it, it's one that I will never forgive Mitch Pileggi for, uh, for hosting. Um, yes, he hosted a, a program about uh, the moon landing hoax, which, you know, yeah, no, don't. I still love him. Uh, and then the other, I think the one that finally broke me out of it was nine eleven. That late, really? Like, well, I was already starting to, you know, because, like I said, I was never a, a hoax believer, a moon landing hoax believer. So, you know, like I said, I was, you know, kind of still holding on to aliens and UFOs and all that stuff, but then. Once 9-11 happened and you start hearing all these conspiracy theories and, you know, and, and they just started spiraling that, you know, it was it was an inside job and all this. And, you know, you had Michael Moore and his, you know, Fahrenheit 9-11 crap. And it was like, I, and I never watched that, by the way. Um, was it, was, it different, though, maybe because people had died? Um, it had gone from harmless no. fun to real. No, no, no. It it came from it, maybe it did, but I think a big part of it was seeing the simple explanation of how the buildings collapsed. You know, hearing from the engineers who said, you know, yes, the the jet fuel heated up that much and it heated the metal and and it caused it but then hearing you know hearing people who have absolutely no basis in engineering or any kind of any kind of science at all talking about this stuff or like a, a dentist telling you that you know oh the towers couldn't have collapsed it's like it it it's it suddenly hit me that it's like Wait a second. 
Yes, this guy went to school for like eight years for dentistry. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my car to him to fix my transmission. So why am I going to listen to him on this idea of structural engineering? If I want to know about structural engineering, I'm going to ask, huh, what's what? Oh, yeah, a structural engineer. <laughs> I think I was in a unique uh, situation to not believe any of the bullshit when that happened, because at the time I was living in a house. I was in college in Youngstown. Mm-hmm. with a lot of other people. And my boyfriend at the time lived there and he was in the military stationed in Vienna, which is just a couple hours away from uh, one of the the sites in Pennsylvania. So um, he knew before any of us and just the panic and the way that the military had called in all all their guardsmen and reservists Mm -hmm. was enough to drive any doubt out of any of our minds that that was a real situation. So, but it was kind of fun, you know, being there on the day and sort of before information was released later watching the conspiracy theory spiral. Oh yeah. Um, having that perspective. Oh yeah. Watching. I, yeah. Just watching people suddenly become completely nuts talking about this. It was like, well, you know, it's far easier to believe that our own government cooked up a scheme than to think you know, we've we live in a bubble here. We think everyone loves us, and America's great. <laughs> and how anymore. scary! Well, and mm. how scary it was to think, oh my God, the world hates us. They're going to bomb us. They hate us. Mm-hmm. It's much easier to believe that our own government was the culprit again. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of those conspiracy theories were just shock. Oh yeah, and fear. And, and um, so oh, I just I had a thought. And I I just lost it. <laughs> A conspiracy theory as a coping mechanism, mm. as a defense. Some of that. Um, Let's oh. talk about conspiracy theory as as racism. Oh, but hold on, let me let me backtrack here a second. Um, you know the the idea of a conspiracy theory, first of all, is you you take you look at what happened and you figure out why it happened and then why that happened and why, and you connect dots to, you know, you, you start, you start at one point and you end at another by going, you know, connecting dots. And that, that is a good way to do things when things, you know, when, when the dots are real and you can prove the dots, but when you start having to, connect you know connect a dot to a dot that doesn't exist or you have to move a dot somewhere else yes i am just beating this i am beating this horse to death um you know that that is what conspiracy theories are i mean you find dots that don't exist or you find a dot and you move it to where you want it to be so you have these, you suddenly have to, like the moon landing, you know, not believing in the moon landing. Basically, you have to take, and I'm going to keep beating the analogy to death, but you have to take the NASA dot and erase it. There, NASA is a hoax. 
So you have to erase that dot. And then you have to shift that dot. You know, the, you know, you have to shift it from NASA is the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, the organization that got us to the moon. And you have to move it to, you know, NASA is a hoax organization to, you know, snow the American people into believing that the Earth is flat or, you know, that we landed on the moon. And so you're saying people spend more time justifying their beliefs yes. than actually believing the truth. Absolutely. And it, it, you know, after a while, it's like, why? You know, it, and it, like you asked, you know, why? <laughs> why is? Why would anyone want to tell you the Earth is flat? Why would anyone want to tell you we didn't land on the moon? And I can go into the moon landing, but. You know, a little with with one simple question. According to some moon landing deniers, the Soviet Union quit trying to make it to the moon because they knew it was impossible. And yet, when the United States, when when Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong landed on the moon and they walked on the moon, the Soviet Union called NASA and called the president to congratulate them. And they never, they, you know, this is during the cold war where any non-military victory, any chance to demoralize your, you know, one of the, one of the sides in this would be a tremendous victory. So for the Soviet Union, if they had proof that it was impossible to make it to the moon, why didn't they come out publicly and basically humiliate the United States? It doesn't make sense. (laughs) So... Okay. Rant We're getting over. that paper bag sound again. Oh man. Well, can you can you work through it? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Okay. So, yeah, that's my uh that that's kind of where I came from as far as conspiracy theories go. And I know this was long and kind of rambling. Thank you emotional support girlfriend for being here to try to keep us on track, but really I don't know if we succeeded. No. I'm sorry. In fact, I have to apologize because I think I dragged you off the track a dozen times, which is what I'm <laughs> really good at. So, <laughs> I, th- I think it's just a uh, it- it's a fun conversation to have. So, and, and it's it's one of those things that I, I I like having these conversations. I am looking forward to discussing UFOs and. Alien, well, aliens and stuff like that, and that that whole end of things um, with Steve. And I'd like to get into a lot more of uh, you know, some of the more conspiracy theory stuff, and it, even some science stuff to go with it. Um, at some at some point, I will even talk about uh, the coronavirus and some of the some of the stupid conspiracies around that because there are plenty of them. 
I've got one for you. It's not coronavirus, though. Okay. Are you familiar with the WWE? Oh, no. Uh, why, yes, I am. Well, I think the best cup secret in the WWE is that Kane and Undertaker are actually the same person. <laughs> uh, we're, we're never going to, I'm never going to change your mind on this. Nope. Because the Undertaker was Mark, is Mark Calloway and Kane is Glenn Jacobs. I don't want to burst your little security. I am who I am, and that's all that I am, Bubble. But it's super easy to con- concoct a, a, even a legal second identity. <laughs> um, and Glenn Jacobs ran for uh, Congress in Tennessee. Well, yeah. Then he kept his other persona free to pursue other interests. <laughs> and they look nothing alike. <laughs> It's as though you have not heard of Facetune or makeup or costuming or theatrics. <laughs> oh, lordy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Stephanie, Heavy D, <laughs> my girlfriend, my emotional support girlfriend. Thank you for joining me and thank you for uh, do it, doing whatever it is you did in this episode. <laughs> Thank you for letting me ask you embarrassing personal questions. Oh, no problem. Uh, I'm getting used to this whole, you know, embarrassing myself publicly. So (laughs) I don't know how much I did of that today, but. I think that your bar for embarrassment and my bar for embarrassment are at quite different levels. Okay. That that could be true. So, uh, ladies and and gentlemen, you could find me on Twitter at... uh, Alien CG. Heavy D, where can people find you? Well, right now my Twitter is private because I have angered uh, both Kane and The Undertaker. <laughs> uh, you can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod, where, I, where I've been posting a bit there, you know, trying to trying to drum up some support. Um, and uh, you can also find this podcast at uh, IlluminatiSocialClub.com. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, got, I have no clever ending for this, but uh, have a good week.